I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen. And they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted. Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a, a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Ah, well, it looks like you found Leaves of Glen, uh, where I read the hottest public domain books and short stories. Burp. This week, uh, we're going to read the Blue Fairy book again uh, by Andrew Lang. It's the first out of 25 books of collected fantasy stories uh, gathered from all over the world by his wife and translated by his wife. But he slapped his name on it and said, Ah, guess what? I got another fairy tale book. Uh, uh, this time I think I'll pick the color blue. And they said, uh, Oh, good. You're our bread and butter. Meanwhile, his wife uh, got nothing interesting. This week... Uh, weekend. I was supposed to be recording episodes of the podcast, but my kids were around and I was feeling lazy and I didn't want to do it. My, uh, my diet has been doing bad. I can't lose any weight. All summer and fall. Counting calories. Walking for hours. Nothing. So I said, screw it. I gotta think of a new game plan and none of this is working out. So I decided I'm going to, uh, just eat and lay on the couch and watch Netflix. I don't sit around watching Netflix hardly ever. I pay for the damn thing and I barely ever use it. So I watched uh, The Crown uh, with Princess Diana. I got married up and, uh, and then treated like crap. And then I watched The Queen's Gambit about a drug-addled orphan who becomes the best chess player in the world and is still drug-addled. So those are pretty interesting. Went to bed uh, last night and laid on my back and just sat there staring at the ceiling, as I always do, uh, thinking about where my life is going, uh, how I'm going to be out of a job pretty soon, and I barely even look for a job. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Sixer, my six-toed cat, who is 22 years old, and all of that is true, uh, jumped up on my chest and said, hey, What'd you watch? And I said, I watched uh, The Crown, and I watched uh, Queen's Gambit. And he said, uh, it's Queen's Gambit's kind of a Cinderella story, isn't it? And I said, yeah, I suppose. And he said, what are you, you going to read for your podcast when the kids are gone? And I said, I was thinking about Beauty and the Beast. And he said, what if I, what if I sold you on the Cinderella? And I said, not interested, don't care, uh, dislike the story. And he goes, well, what if I told you... Uh, that the wicked stepmother in many variants of Cinderella, uh, it featured the wicked stepmother as the main villain. And I said, uh, where'd you get that from? That's barely an interesting fact. Uh, did you get that from that weird, one of those weird sites that's clearly written in some other language and translated into English? And he said, uh, no, I just keep this on, on hand. And he said, uh, the father had different roles in various versions of Cinderella. Uh, in Disney, uh, he died. But in other stories, uh, the father was alive and had an active role in his daughter's disgrace. I said, uh, this isn't selling me on the idea. I don't care about Cinderella. I'm going to read uh, Beauty and the Beast. And he said, uh, the Brothers Grimm wrote... Achtenputtel, 
In England, it is translated into Cinderella. It is considered as the well-known version of the story. Uh, Cinderella got the help from the wishing tree, which grew upon the grave of her mother. She did not get the help from the fairy godmother. I said, uh, can we wrap this up? I'm trying to go to sleep. And he said, mm, no. Uh, facts about Cinderella? Centertrola. Uh, the Italian word for Cinderella is Centertola. Not saying any of this right. It was taken from the word scenery, uh, which means ash. At that time, the servants had to live in the basements, and their body was covered with ask. Just the word ask. Because of the household work. I said, uh, God, I hope the grandfather clock uh, kicks in soon, because... This is going nowhere, and it's not uh, as delightful as I hoped it was. And then he said, oh, oh, in 1812, Grimm's fairy tales were published by Brothers Grimm. It also featured the story of Cinderella. Actually, Charles Perrault had the story, uh, told the story in his Histories ou Contes du Temps Passé. Uh, I said, Sixer, can you get off my chest? Go find somewhere else. Uh, plus, your breath stinks. Then he leaned in real, real close, all breathy with his lips, just real, real close to my nose. And he said, oh, well, with that... Uh, I have to stop babbling, struggling to make this interesting, and uh, we will now move on to the story of Cinderella. Cinderella or the little glass slipper. Once there was a gentleman who married uh, for a second wife, the proudest and, uh, and most haughty woman uh, that is that was ever seen. She had by a former husband two daughters of her own humor, who were indeed exactly like her in all things. He had uh, likewise by another wife a young daughter, but of unparalleled goodness and sweetness of temper which she took from her mother, who was the, the best creature in the world. Ah, no sooner were the ceremonies of the wedding over, but the uh, mother-in-law began to show herself in her true colors. She could not bear the good qualities of this pretty girl, and the less because they made her own daughters appear more odious, she employed her in the meanest work of the house. Oh, she scoured the dishes, uh, tables, etc., and scrubbed Madam's chamber, and those of Mrs., uh, her daughters, as she lay up in a, a sorry garret upon the wretched straw bed, while her sisters lay in fine rooms with floors all inlaid, upon beds of the very newest fashion. The beds have fashion, like nice clothes, and where they had looking-glasses so large that they might see themselves at their full length from head to foot, and the poor girl bore all patiently, and dared not tell her father, who would have rattled her off, uh, for his wife governed him entirely. When she had done her work, uh, she used to go into the chimney corner and sit down among the cinders and ashes, which made her commonly call, be called Cinder Wench. But the youngest, who was not so rude and uncivil as the eldest, called her Cinderella. However, Cinderella, notwithstanding her mean apparel, was a hundred times handsomer than her sisters. I always thought calling a, a woman handsome was supposed to be an insult. Though they were always dressed very richly. It happened uh, that the king's son gave a ball and invited all persons of fashion to it. Everything's about fashion. Our young misses uh, were also invited, for they cut a very grand figure among the quality. They were mightily delighted at this invitation and wonderfully busy in choosing out such uh, uh, gowns and 
petticoats, the head clothes as might become them. Uh, this was a, a new trouble to Cinderella, for it was she who ironed her sister's linen and plated their ruffles and talked all day long of nothing but how they should be dressed. For my part, said the eldest, I will wear my red velvet suit with French trimming. Like a pants suit? And I, said the youngest, shall have my usual petticoat. Ah, ah, but then, to make amends for that, I will put on my gold-flowered mantou. Mantou. Well, I don't really care, but let's see. Come on, load it up. Mantu, uh, a loose gown or cloak worn by women. Yeah, I just wanted to know how to pronounce it. And my diamond stomacher, which is far from being the most ordinary one in the world. Now they sent for the best tire woman, tire woman, that they could get to make up their headdresses and uh, adjust their double pinners. And they had their red bushes and patches for Mademoiselle de la Ponche. Cinderella was likewise called up to them to be consulted in all these matters, for she had excellent notions, and advised them always for the best, nay, and offered her services to dress their heads, which they were very willing she should do. As she was doing this, they said to her, eh, Cinderella, uh, would you not be glad to go to the ball? Alas, said she, Yulia, jeer at me. It is not for such that I am to go thither. And thou art in the right of it, replied they. It would make the people laugh. I had to see a cinder wench <laughs> at the ball. Anyone but Cinderella would have dressed their heads awry. But she was very good and dressed them perfectly well. They were, they were almost two days without eating. So much were they transported with joy. Ah, and they broke above a dozen laces and trying to be laced up close. And that they might have a, a fine uh, slender shape. Then they were continually at their looking glass. At last the happy day came and they went to court. And Cinderella followed them uh, with their eyes as long as she could, and when she had lost sight of them, uh, she fell a-crying. I'm not saying a-crying, like I'm trying to be cute. It's literally a-crying. Fell a-crying. <laughs> and her godmother, it always sounds like something somebody from, like, like Tom Sawyer character would say. Uh, her godmother, who saw her all in tears, asked her what was the matter. I wish I could. I wish I could. She was not able to speak the rest, being interrupted by her tears and sobbing. Ah, this godmother of hers, who was a, was a fairy, said to her, Thou wishest thou couldst go to the ball? Is it not so? Yes. <laughs> cried Cinderella with a great sigh. It's literally Y dash 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 ES. Well, said her godmother, Be but a good girl, and I will contrive that thou shalt go. Then she took her into her chamber and said to her, Oh, run into the garden and bring me a pumpkin. Cinderella went immediately to gather the finest she could get and brought it to her godmother, not being able to imagine how this pumpkin could make her go to the ball. Her godmother scooped out all the inside of it, having left nothing but the, but the rind, which done, she struck it with her wand, and the pumpkin was instantly turned into a, ooh, a fine coach, gilded all over with gold. Burp. She then went to look into her mouse trap, where she found six mice, oh, all alive, and ordered Cinderella... What kind of mouse trap is this? I have my mouse traps in my basement, and it kills them instantly, which is kind of the whole point. You don't leave them alive in a box. To what, starve? 
and ordered Cinderella to lift up uh, the little trap door, when, giving each mouse, as it went out, a little tap uh, with her wand, and the mouse was at that moment turned into a fine horse, which altogether made a very fine set of six horses of a beautiful mouse-colored dapple gray, being at a loss for a coachman. Now, I will go and see, said Cinderella, if there is never a rat in the rat trap, we may make a coachman of him. Eh, thou art in the right, replied a grandmother. Eh, go and look. Oh, Cinderella brought the trap to her, and in it there were three huge rats. Gross. The fairy made choice of one of the three which had the largest beard. What? And having touched him with her... Rats have beards? Uh, touched him with her wand, he was turned into a fat, jolly coachman. Ah, ha, ha. Who had the smartest whiskers eyes ever beheld. He had the smartest whiskers? He was a fat, jolly coachman with whiskers? Uh, after that, she said to her, yeah, Go again into the garden, and you will find six uh, lizards behind the watering pot. Uh, bring them to me. She had no sooner done so, but her godmother turned them into six footmen, uh, who skipped up immediately behind the coach uh, with their liveries all bedaubed with gold and silver and clung as close behind each other as if they had done nothing else their whole lives. The fairy then... Said to Cinderella, Well, you see here, uh, equipage fit to go to the ball with. But you are not pleased with it? Oh, yes, cried she. But I must go thither as I am, in these nasty rags. Well, her godmother only touched her with her wand, and at the same instant her clothes turned into cloth of gold and silver, which must have been very heavy and uncomfortable, all beset with jewels. This done, she gave her a pair of glass slippers, the prettiest in the whole world. Uh, being thus decked out, she got up into her coach, but her, eh, but her godmother, above all things, commanded her not to stay till uh, after midnight, telling her at the same time that if she stayed one moment longer, the coach would be a pumpkin again. Her horses? Uh, mice. Her coachman? Uh, a rat. Her footman lizards? And her clothes become just as they were before. She promised her godmother that she would not fail of leaving the ball before midnight, and then away she drives, scarce able to contain herself for joy. Oh, the king's son, who was told uh, that a great princess, whom nobody knew was, was come, ran out to receive her, and he gave her his hand as she alighted out of the coach and led her into the ball among all the company. There was immediately a, a profound silence. They left off dancing, and the violin ceased to play. So attentive was everyone to contemplate the singular beauties of the unknown newcomer. So the music just stopped, and they're just dancing around. Like, you can hear their feet scuffing and then breathing. Nothing was then heard but a confused noise of, Ha! Exclamation point. How handsome she is! Exclamation point. Ha! Exclamation point. How handsome she is! The king himself... Old as he was, oh, could not help watching her. <laughs> and telling the queen softly that it was a long time since he had seen so beautiful and lovely a creature. Well, that's a crappy thing to do. All the ladies were busied in considering her clothes and headdress that they might have uh, had some made next day after the same pattern, provided they could meet with such fine material and was able to uh, able hands to make them. Now the king's son conducted her to the most honorable seat and afterward took her out to dance with him and she danced so gracefully that they all more and more admired her. A fine a collection was served up whereof a young prince ate not a morsel so intently was he busied in gazing upon her. 
Yeah, she went and sat down by her sisters, showing them a thousand civilities and giving them part of the oranges uh, and citrons, which the prince presented her with, uh, which very much surprised them, for they did not know her. And while Cinderella was thus amusing her sisters, she heard the clock strike eleven and three quarters, whereupon she immediately made a courtesy to the company and hastened away as fast as she could. When she got home... Now she ran to seek out her godmother, and after having uh, thanked her, she said that she could not but hardly wish that she might go next day to the ball, because the king's son had desired her. As she uh, was eagerly telling her godmother whatever had passed at the ball, the two sisters knocked on the door, which Cinderella ran and opened. Uh, "'How long you have stayed?' cried she, gasping, rubbing her eyes, and stretching herself as if she had been just waked out of her sleep, and she had not, however, any manner of inclination to sleep since they went from home.' "'Oh, if thou hadst been at the ball,' said one of her sisters, "'thou wouldst not have been tired with it. Uh, "'There came thither hmm, the prettiest, oh, the finest princess, uh, "'the most beautiful ever was seen uh, with mortal eyes. "'Oh, she showed us a thousand civilities "'and gave us uh, oranges and uh, 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 citrons.' Well, Cinderella seemed very indifferent to the matter. Indeed, she asked them the name of that princess, but they told her they did not know it, and that the king's son was very uneasy on her account and would give all the world to know who she was. And at this, Cinderella, smiling, replied, Eh, she must then be very beautiful indeed. How happy you have been. Yeah, can I, can I not see her? Ah, dear Miss Charlotte. Do lend me your yellow suit of clothes, which you wear every day. Hey, to be sure, cried Miss Charlotte. Uh, lend my clothes to such a dirty cinder wench as thou art? <laughs> I should be a fool. Cinderella, indeed, inspected well such an answer, and was very glad of the refusal, for she would have been sadly put uh, to it if her sister had lent her what she asked for jestingly. The next day, the two sisters were at a ball, uh, and so was Cinderella, ah, but dressed more magnificently than before. Uh, the king's son was always by her, ah, never ceased his compliments and uh, kind speeches to her, to whom all this was so far from being tiresome that she quite forgot uh, what her godmother recommended to her, so that she uh, at last counted the clock, striking twelve, when she took it to be no more than eleven. And then she rose up uh, and fled, ah, nimble as a deer. The prince followed, but could not overtake her, she left behind one of her glass slippers, which the prince took up most carefully. She got home, but quite out of breath, and in her nasty old clothes, having nothing left of her, of all her finery, but one of the little slippers. Fellow to that she dropped. The guards at the palace gate were asked, uh, if they had not seen a princess go out, who said, uh, they had seen nobody go out uh, but a young girl, very meanly dressed, who had more the air of a eh, poor country wench than a gentlewoman. When the two sisters returned from the ball, Cinderella asked them if they had uh, been well diverted and if the fine lady had been there. Oh, they told her, yes. But she hurried away immediately when it struck twelve, and with so much haste that she dropped one of her little glass slippers, the prettiest in the, in the, in the world uh, which the king's son had taken up that he had done nothing but look at her all the time at the ball, and that most certainly he was very much in love uh, with the beautiful person who owned the glass slipper. But they said it was very true for a few days after the king's son caused it to be proclaimed by, uh, by the sound of a trumpet that he would marry her whose foot the slipper would just fit. 
They, whom he employed, began to try it upon the princesses and when the duchess and all the court, but in vain it was brought to the two sisters, who did all they possibly could to thrust their foot into the slipper. Eh, but they could not affect it. Cinderella, who saw all this and knew her slipper, said to them, laughing, Let me see. Let me see if it'll not fit me. Her sisters uh, burst out a-laughing. <laughs> I love that. And began to banter her. Oh, the gentleman who is sent to try the slipper uh, looked earnestly at Cinderella, and finding her very handsome, said, It was but just that she should try, and that he had orders to let everyone make trial. He obliged... Cinderella to sit down, and putting the slipper on her foot, he found it went on uh, very easily, and fitted her as if it had been made of wax. The astonishment, her two sisters, were extremely great, but still abundantly greater uh, when Cinderella pulled out of her pocket the other slipper and put it on her foot, whereupon it came her godmother who, having touched her with the wand, Cinderella's clothes made them richer and more magnificent than any of those she had before. They just keep getting better and better. And now her two sisters found her to be that fine, beautiful lady whom they had seen at the ball. They threw themselves uh, at her feet to beg pardon for all the ill treatment they had made her undergo. Cinderella eh, took them up, and as she embraced them, cried that she forgave them with all her heart and desired them always to love her. She was uh, conducted to the young prince, uh, dressed as she was. He thought her more charming than ever, and a few days later uh, married her. Cinderella, who was no less good than beautiful, gave her two sisters lodgings in the palace, and that very same day matched them with two great lords of the court. Well, what happened in this story? Uh, a guy gets remarried to a crabby lady who tricks him. She's got a couple crabby daughters, uh, but he has one daughter who's just the sweetest little thing in the world. And uh, they treat her like crap, and like, apparently the dad just never notices that she's always dressed grubby, and that she's always covered in ash, and she's always doing housework all the time. Just doesn't seem to care. And he's maybe just not around. I don't know what the reason is. I didn't catch that part. But... As always, the fairy godmother uh, suddenly shows up and uh, just makes everything with the pumpkin and the, the rat with a beard. I never knew they had beards. Now I have to go look that up. Actually, let's look that up right now. Uh, do rats have beards? Well, Live Science seems like a reputable website. It's uh, kind of a lot of information to a search for. Nope, nothing about beards. And looking at this photo of already, he clearly does not have a beard. He's got weird little spindly fingers, so that's disturbing. Anyways, uh, rats, beards, uh, turns them into a coachman. Still got whiskers, so that's weird. And then, uh, and then she goes to the ball. Person falls in love with her instantly based on her beauty, which is disingenuous. You should probably fall in love with someone based on their personality and if you can stand being around them. But apparently looks is good enough. You can spend the rest of your life with someone who looks good. And then she goes home and comes back later. And, uh, of course, as we're all familiar, the midnight strikes and she runs out the door and leaves a glass slipper. Uh, I've heard versions of the story that when the prince runs around, 
uh, and it does the, uh, the slipper, that women would cut off their toes trying to slip it in there with their chubby feet. But not in this one, uh, which is fine by me because that's disgusting. Uh, I think feet are gross, uh, unattractive, uh, no matter how hard people try to make them attractive, especially when people grow out their toenails and then like paint them just like claws. Anyways, uh, so, and then in the end, finds the right woman and fairy godmother slips in, makes her beautiful again. Uh, psychologically, uh, Cinderella has no soul. Uh, as soon as the sisters go, oh, oh, we're so sorry we treated you like shit because you're beautiful now. Uh, she goes, oh, this is great and I love you guys so much. So that's weird and not like a normal human would do. Uh, and then that's pretty much the end of the story. What's good about it? Uh, that it's familiar and not weird, and it didn't involve sex, and we don't know if Cinderella's age is underage this time. They didn't point out that she's like 14 or something like they've done in the other ones. So I like to imagine that she's 18, uh, and I, I'm allowed that because uh, her age was ambiguous. Uh, what sucks? If they try to imply that rats have beards. Uh, and also, where do they live where they have mice, rats, and then also just lizards behind a pot? I don't have lizards. I have mice. Uh, I'm sure in Minneapolis there's rats, but uh, luckily I have a clean enough home where I don't have to deal with rats uh, yet. Oh, thank God. And then, uh, but no lizards. Um, what do we learn? We learn that uh, if you got you make make connections, if you got the right connections uh, to help you out, oh, you can get everything you want. Uh, I'm still waiting for a, a connection to come through for me. Uh, to make my life uh, somehow better. But, uh, I don't know, maybe a family member happens to be a fairy. If so, and you're listening, please uh, uh, please contact me and let me know. If you could just magically make my life better, that'd be fantastic. Uh, well, with that, I should probably get going. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Enjoy this pre-recorded thing I slap at the end. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's, there's that. Well, uh, you can find me uh, at my website, nuzzlehouse.com, where I have a backlog of Everything I've ever read, uh, you can search for it by author, if you're a weirdo who's into that kind of thing. Uh, you can also find me on my completely dead and never used Instagram, at House Nuzzle, uh, which you'll never see me update. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at House Nuzzle, where uh, eh, you can leave me a message or something if you want. I post on there just when I have new episodes and nothing else. Or if you want to speak to me directly, you can email me at glenn.nuzzles at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you in the next episode. Now let's see. I swear I still got one left down here. No. That's got a cigarette button.